Oh my god, he did what? Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot. This is Hot and Horrible. Hi, friends and lovers. Hello. Welcome, everyone. How are you, Andre? I am doing so well. This has been like the best week of my life. What was so good about it? As you might know, I played at Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, you did. During the Preds game. That's me snapping. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but Andre did amazing. He's a star. He was on the Jumbotron. That's what it's called. Do you know what? I was telling somebody about it, and I was like, I was on the Megatron. I didn't say Jumbo. Oh, maybe. It, oh, Megatron is like the Transformer, it, I think. I it like, it's a similar vibe, honestly. Yeah. But, but so proud of Andre. Thank you so much. Um, how was your week? It was good. It was my birthday week. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I had a birthday party at my place. It was so nice to have all of the people that I love in one place. And I had a great time. Your girl was drunk. You had so much gin. <laughs> I had so much gin. I was just topping my soda water off with gin all <laughs> evening. But I'm 28. I'm feeling good. I'm excited. Did you ever try the gin with a Truly or, or White Claw? Yes. I frequently mix gin with alcohol. That's the best seltzer. one to do. Yeah. 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 It's great. But it's been a good week. I'm happy to be here. And I'm ready to open up to you guys today. Boom. What are we calling this episode? Couch Sessions. The Couch Sessions. We are, you can't see this, but we're we're on a brown couch, brown leather couch. Alex is on the side too, our producer. Say hi if you can just yell. Hey. We are here to spill the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Bill the deal, you heard it. Boom. <laughs> it rhymes. But um, yeah, so uh, where do you want to start? I just feel like these couch sessions are about Andre and I kind of opening up to y'all a little bit and talking about what hot and horrible means to us and why we decided to do this podcast. And I think I can speak for Andre when I say it's our hope that by us being vulnerable and sharing our stories, it will resonate with y'all and uh, we can build a community around this and, and learn from each other. I love that. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, hot and horrible, there's so many funny stories that are going to be on this podcast and it's nice to laugh about it, but it's about our personal growth is what it's really about. I think in each and every one of us. Yeah. Each and every one of us. And I think too, when we say hot and horrible, I don't think that anyone I've dated is the worst person in the world. You <laughs> whoa, know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we are getting down to the bottom of the worst people <laughs> we've ever dated right now. We are. But, you know, I wish those people the best. And I'm at a point in my healing journey where I can wish them the best. But today I want to talk a little bit about the journey that has led me to where I am right now. Let's do it. Okay. So. I don't know where you want to start, but do you want to pick it up after Zach Cranston? Yeah, I think we can pick it up post-kindergarten. <laughs> There's because, not a ton before that. Mm -hmm. if, if anyone has ever found him, um, he's, he's a missing person. <laughs> we, need, we need a milk carton with his face on it, and you can like draw a stick figure face. <laughs> like, Zach Cranston, you know, missing person alert. That's so funny. But if anyone knows him, please write in, because he is... We would love to have him on an episode, <laughs> and he is just, like, gone. Who knows? I don't even remember what he looks like. 
But I do kind of, I feel like I could start my story like pretty far back um, and what has led me to hot and horrible. But I think for me, what has, and we've brought this up on the Red Flags episode in the beginning too, what has really been in my way in my relationships, I think, is feeling like I needed to be someone's emotional processor. And I think that for me, that started a really long time ago, and I think is also something that female presenting people are taught to do as a service because I think when I was younger I was taught that if I could help emotionally unavailable men in my family process their emotions then Mm -hmm. I was doing good like I was praised for that being able to do that and I almost thought it was my superpower to get men who didn't open up to open up to me so when I got older and this started to play out in my life I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one situation specifically but this has this has come up a lot for me yeah but I was in a really long relationship and then post that I met this guy I really liked him a lot um, and I knew he was emotionally unavailable, but I could really get him to open up to me. Like we would be up like until 3am. He's telling me all of his childhood trauma. Um, and I would just be processing it for him, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. And when he left, I feel like he was so energized by that because he's like, oh, I just process this huge emotion that I've been feeling but I would feel so drained after he left that's unfair to you yeah but I think I was just kind of subconsciously thought this is the service that I'm supposed to provide for men and then when you provided it it was there was something missing when he was gone, right? Yeah, because it wasn't reciprocated back to me, yeah. right? So I was kind of giving all of my energy and service to this person. And they were taking it in and being receptive, but weren't really reciprocating energy. Like we talked about on the Red Flags yeah. episode. Um, but I think that this is a huge reason why I've sought out emotionally unavailable men because I feel I have been taught and conditioned to think that if I can get men who are who don't show their feelings a lot to open up to me, then I'm doing what I should be doing. Like it's a victory. Yeah, like it's a victory or, oh, this is this is where I need to be because this person needs me to help them through this for sure that that's so crazy i feel like it goes back to history though too yeah you know like great not great leaders but leaders in the past if we go back to kings kings and queens like something in bridgerton Mm. you know there's a the the female is always trying to serve you know the male king and it's the thing where it's like it's not reciprocated typically and um it's just 
you feel taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I did feel taken advantage of. And like in the Red Flags episode, when I said I would rather someone take advantage of me for my body <laughs> than like my ability to like help them, like be their therapist, basically. But yeah. that's just that is coming out of like experiences that I've had and and feeling like this. And I feel like the past few years for me have been a journey of of trying to tell myself that I don't I don't have to be a man's therapist you know I want to be his partner I want someone who you know I want to be there for my partner of course and help them work through that but I want to be I want that to be reciprocated for sure you know I feel like it's not a 50 50 this is gonna be so cliche but it's not 50 50 you know it's 100 100 and I feel like you were giving 100 and he could have been a 50 still Mm -hmm. and also it was because I mean he didn't want to be in a relationship but he liked having someone there to process those emotions but for me when I was helping him process those emotions that to me was emotional intimacy that was making me feel closer to him Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that was happening for him because I don't think a lot of the times um men understand the energy that it takes to provide that service not all men obviously (laughs) I feel like Andre is different Andre is very self-aware but I just think that women are taught to like care in this way like mother figure like care help people and not everyone understands like the emotional toll that that can take and I feel like that's a pretty heavy toll to to have everything weighing on your shoulders like that you know it's I feel like it's not fair for one person to just have. Exactly, yeah. And that's why we feel so tired when he left because he basically just took everything and put it on my shoulders. So he felt lighter. I felt heavier. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, I wish him the best, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for... I feel like at this point in my life, I'm a little older now and I totally believe in, in love and everything, but I feel like I'm looking for a partner, like a teammate, you know, yeah, yeah. like someone I can grow with, someone who I can have a family with, like build wealth with, like we're both like doing our own things and we have stuff going on. Like, you know, like I'm big into activism and stuff like that. So it's important to me to, to be with someone that's independent and has their own thing going on. And then we can, I mean, I love them, but like we're teammates, you know, and I need someone who can match that energy and support me in the same way that I can support them. I love that. And I feel like something in relationships or um, friendships, whatever you want to call it, that I've heard. I don't, have you heard the backpack thing? Mm-mm. So I know couples or friends who will say, how heavy is your backpack today? Because mm. I feel like, you know, every day you're carrying a backpack and it's the kind of thing like, how heavy is it? And like, you know, you can ask people, oh, you know, is there anything I can help you with today? And it's like, oh, you know, that would be nice. You know, like take some of these textbooks or rocks or whatever you're carrying. I like that. And I like too that you're extending it beyond romantic relationships because this is relevant beyond romantic relationships. It's relevant in our platonic friendships with people too because I always think like you're saying the backpack thing, it's important to say to someone, hey, 
I have something kind of heavy going on. Do you feel like you have capacity to hear this right now? Yeah. Yeah. Before you kind of dive into it. And I also think like it's important to think about these things and think about what has conditioned us to behave this way. And for me, I think, I mean, this is so cliche, but I do feel like it's my relationship with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad, I know, but he is just like macho man, like no emotions, like it's not manly, air quotes, to show emotion. But when I was little, like my mom would make me go to the basement to ask him if he was okay or like make him food or things like that. So I feel like I was always taught like, oh, Emily, you're the only one that can get your dad to like be honest and talk about things from a young age. (laughs) That's extreme conditioning. Yeah, it's extreme conditioning. And then also like this is getting more vulnerable, but I feel like y'all can relate to this. A lot of you can, but My dad a few years ago got really sick and I felt like it was being put on me to like make sure that he was caring for himself and, you know, listening to what the doctors were going to say. So that's a huge weight to have on me, right? Feeling like my dad's health is on me to like be able to get through to him. That's really tough. Yeah. Was your mom part of talking to your dad at all or was it? put on you I my mom was part of it but my dad would just listen to me more and that's another reason why I feel like I thought it was like my superpower (laughs) you know because I was like oh I'm the only one that can get these manly men to talk about their feelings but then I realized like maybe that is a strength that I have that I'm a good listener and but that doesn't mean that I need to overextend myself you know what I was exactly gonna say that you know even if even if it's like um your superpower it's like maybe you're just you know you need somebody who's gonna deserve that yeah that's a good point i'm thinking about ugh, i'm thinking about my guy friend that i'm in love with (laughs) we'll call him old flame i like that but he is kind of i was talking to a friend about this the other day he will call me up he'll ask me how i'm feeling you know, I feel like I can be honest with him about my emotions and then he'll tell me how he's feeling and he'll be honest too. And I never leave that conversation feeling drained or like I was used or anything like that. I leave feeling like he's someone who cares about me and I care about him. That's the perfect combination though, because you're pouring into him, he's pouring into you, you know, you're never left feeling empty. Exactly. And what has come out of realizing this for me is learning how to set boundaries. And I'm looking at a book on Andre's bookshelf that (laughs) says boundaries right now across from me. But this has been an extremely hard journey for me. And I've had to cut people out of my life that I feel like weren't able to respect my my boundaries and that I felt like were draining me. And that was difficult as someone who I feel like in the past has been a little people pleasery. Um, and also, you know, I I loved those people in, in my own way and in the way that our relationship matched. But I had to say no because this is draining me. And when I did set those boundaries and I stayed firm with them, so many new people and opportunities came into my life because I feel like I was just giving so much energy to those situations that were draining me that I didn't have 
enough left to put it towards people and places and experiences that were going to fill my cup. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about saying no. A lot of people might think it's a negative thing and be like, oh, I don't want to let them down, or, but it's such a healthy thing for us to say no mm-hmm. and, you know, not be a dick about it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, enough to protect your heart and your your mind and be like you know what do I have a capacity for today Mm -hmm. and I think too you know you can just be honest with people and that's what I did with Mm -hmm. some of the people that I had to say no to and that I had to remove from my life like I told them like I wish the best for you but this relationship is draining me because it doesn't feel reciprocated to me um, and I can't participate in it anymore. And that also gives them the opportunity, right, to step up. Yeah. So it's not like you're not communicating with them and just <laughs> ghosting them. It's you're saying like, hey, for me and my mental and emotional health, like this is what I need out of a friendship. If you can't match that energy for whatever reason right now, totally respect that, but I'm not going to communicate or have you in my life in the same way anymore. And it sounds harsh, but I think at the same time, it's fair. Yeah. And honestly, you're kind of doing them a favor too, because you're being honest with them and you're saying like, look, this is what I expect. If you can't do that, then that's it. It's like, hi, it's you. You're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also maybe like a little side note of maybe you should think about why you can't (laughs) do these like bare minimum friendship things. But that's for them to figure out in therapy, not for me to figure out for them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I just have to ask, do you have a template for, you know, sending to friends? Oh, because you should make one because it sounded like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry for this, blah, blah, blah. I could I could make one. I do have the breakup template that we're going to share. We do need to share that. Yeah, I'll I'll make another template. I really pride myself on being a good communicator. You are such a good communicator. Thank you. I try. (laughs) It's a journey, though, you know. I think I have a question with that. Okay. Don't you feel like it's on the communicator's job to communicate effectively for the listener to receive that? I think both. And I think whenever, I can only speak to my experiences, but when I meet someone, I feel like part of me getting to know them is part of me understanding their communication and listening style. Mm -hmm. Because how I communicate with you is different than how I communicate with Alex. Because we're all unique individuals, you know, and we all like understand things differently based on our experiences. 100%. So I think that part of getting to know someone is understanding what their communication and listening needs and style is and then adjusting the relationship around that. But as long as it feels good to you and you don't feel like you're having to over communicate, that's a healthy relationship. I agree with that completely. And there we can uh, maybe take a little break. Yeah, let's take a break. Everyone breathe. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story, Emily. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to me trauma dump on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this might sound, you know, cheesy, but I feel like to share a story like that or wisdom or life experience with a bunch of strangers, it takes courage, which you have a lot of. Thank you, Andre. That makes my heart warm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we want to move on to red flags. Yes. That you guys submitted. We're switching up a little bit. <laughs> you want to start with uh, some of the people, some of the red flags you got. Yes. Okay. So we just got through talking about personal growth. Now we're going to talk about, now that we have done that personal growth, we're going to pay attention to these red flags in the beginning. Yes, we are. Instead of ignoring them. Okay, that was a message for me more than anyone. <laughs> so Jovial called out about that, y'all. I'm calling myself out. Okay, I'll read my first one. Too much of a partier. That's actually one of the top ones I got. Was it? Substance abuse. Okay. Because, I mean, it can't, you know, partying can lead to a lot of things down the road. Yeah, and I also think if I meet someone that parties a lot, I'm like... How do you have so much time for partying? Shouldn't you be like getting your bag or <laughs> learning a new skill or hiking or something? I don't know. Yeah, That's a red flag. We condone partying as long oh, as yeah. it's safe. Yeah. We condone partying for sure. Me at my birthday party was evidence of that. You were like, where's the gin? Why is the gin always gone? <laughs> you, were, you were Jack Sparrow. I'm gin girl. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Narcissism. Yes. That is a huge one. I've totally dated some narcissists. I think everyone has. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've even, I don't like to admit this, but I feel like at times I've been narcissistic and yeah. I'm like, oh man, I have to think back and be like, let's not do that. That's brave of you to admit. We've all been hot and horrible at some point, right? Yeah. So being able to say that is important to our growth. Okay. My next one, I totally agree with this one. Doesn't like dogs. Yep. Red flag. Yeah, and if, like, my dogs don't like the person, that's also a red flag. Does that happen very often, though? Yes. W no way. Willow and my roommate's dog, Jax, hated the guy that I was in a terrible situationship with. Dang. From the beginning. So listen to your dogs. They know. They can sense it. They can sense it. Okay, another one I had was jealousy. Constant jealousy, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's a sign they're not secure within themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's always like, oh, man, I wish I had, you know, more money or I wish I had, you know, a nicer car. It's like, oh, man, that guy, he has a Tesla, which we did a poll on, actually. Teslas are not attractive to most people. Like nine out of 10 people were like, a Tesla is not sexy. But people said trucks are sexy. Yeah, which I was surprised about too. I think trucks are so <laughs> sexy. Get well, me some big mud tires. Oh my God. You're like an outdoorsy person. Yeah, though, right? and I'm from the country. Yeah. But that goes back to one that I got. If anyone ever brings up taking you mudding. And for those what? that aren't from the country and don't know, mudding is just when you take your off-road vehicle or even your streetcar down a muddy dirt road and just kind of play with that they also also submitted brad paisley's mud on the tires <laughs> no that's like one of my favorite songs it's good it's a good song yeah okay the last one i got was anger management issues you know some guys get too out of hand i mean some you know everybody some guys girls whoever they just get so out of hand and it's like when you see when somebody's quick to anger i think that's a red flag yeah, definitely. That's scary. I'm a big fan of easygoing people, so that would be a huge red flag to me. Yep. Okay, the last one I got was getting an unsolicited nude, which we recently got our first unsolicited nude on Hot and Horrible. It was crazy because you saw the message and you were like, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't want to open it. Andre, you do it. And I was like... 
was like, I'll take one for the team. And then when I opened it, it was not a dick pic. It was a pussy pic. Yeah. Surprise. And <laughs> like I showed you guys and we were like, what? How did this even happen? Yeah. Well, I guess that means that we're doing something right if we're getting <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, we got our first unsolicited nude. More to come, maybe. More. We'll see. <laughs> please try not to send us nudes. Yeah, please don't send us nudes. Send us your stories. Just make sure they're solicited. Yeah. That's the only thing I have to say. Consent. Consent. Putting the consent in consensual. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just want to say again, thanks, y'all, for listening to my story. And please, if it resonated with you and you feel comfortable sharing that, let us know and send us your story. For sure. And where can we find you on social media? We can find me at, at Sherwood Emily. And we can find me at Andre Country or Andre Country Life on Instagram. Our social media is Hot and Horrible Pod everywhere. So you can find us there. And make sure that after you listen to this podcast that you rate us five stars. Do not forget to do that, please. That's a critical step to making sure that we can stay here and keep sharing these stories with y'all. Exactly. So catch you guys on the flippity flop. Bye, friends and lovers. Bye.